Pastor Danny. <coughs> I actually enlisted, uh, tried to enlist to the Marines uh, when I was younger, but they actually rejected me for some reasons. Okay. Uh, you know, if, if I made it, I would be the one standing up here and tell you how I slaughtered all of those guys, okay, single-handedly. But you know, Jack, I had to give it to you. You know, but uh, luckily I was rejected. Still, I'm trying very hard, okay. Not probably in the, not probably in the area of the military, but this time in the area of singing, okay. But I still get rejected for some reason. Anyway, good morning to all of you. A blessed Thanksgiving. I'm sure you've had a chance to celebrate your Thanksgiving. And um, this morning, uh, I would like to talk about something no less, still about Thanksgiving. Shall we all rise and take a look at scriptures? Let's read the passage on Luke, chapter 11, verse 11 to 19. Shall we all read, please? On his way to Jerusalem... First Thessalonians 5:16 to 18 Rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus Shall we pray God we just want to thank you for being our God As we look back Lord on how we lived our lives without you Lord we just we just shudder in fear but when we look at our lives right now, with you, we give you thanks. We praise you. For Lord, without you, we will never know and will never understand how we will live this life and where we will be. So this morning, Father God, we just want to just bless you. Thank your name. Thank you for being our God. For Lord, apart from you, we will be nowhere. We pray for this country, our adopted country, the country that has embraced us, people from the Philippines. We never used to celebrate Thanksgiving, but now we did, and we now understand why. And so, Father, help us not to take this, this event for granted. In fact, let us see, let us Allow us to see beyond what people celebrate, not only for the goodness that this country gives us through the leaders and through the people who went before us, but more importantly, Lord, for your goodness in this land. We lift up this land to you, Father. You know what's going on. It's pressured too much by the enemy, Satan, to give up the values it holds, 
And I pray, Father, that you will just protect this country. We pray for the president. We pray for the leaders. We pray for everyone, Lord, who has the responsibility and the power to preserve the values of this country. And we pray, Lord, that that will all come to pass through your grace, through your sovereign power and will. And here we are thanking you that we are here. We bow before you, asking you, Lord, to protect your people. Protect your people from the enemy by giving us thankful hearts to believe that you are in control. Lord, I commit this time to you. I cannot say anything that will bless your people or change your people apart from you. So, Lord, take over. Be the one to speak your message to your people this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Obviously, this morning I will talk about thankfulness. You know, as I was preparing this message, I, I realized that, you know, being thankful, there's something about thankfulness that is as, as good as the attitude of joy, as the attitude of faithfulness. I, I, I used to take it for granted, but it's actually very important. And uh, I want to talk about intimacy with God through thankfulness. Why is thankfulness important to God? You know, I discovered that if there is no thankfulness, there will not be any intimacy with God. There will not be any God's presence without thankfulness. And without God's presence, as we have been learning for the past, how many months now? I think almost a year, right? Without God's presence, we will not be rested. We will not be distinguished or different from the face of the world. And most of all, we will not have any story to tell. No testimony to boot. You know? Take away God's presence in our lives. We're nobody. Right? But with God's presence, you can be a Marine in Afghanistan and feel secure that God will protect you. Right, Jack? You know? That is testimony. Giving thanks is so important to God and therefore to us, his followers. And this morning, I'd like you to, to see that. I'd like you that just because you say thank you, it will make you a thankful person. No. Okay? I, I'd like you to see that there is something about thanksgiving that will spell doom or salvation for us. I'd like to talk about the story we read. In Luke 11, 11 to 19, we talked about the ten lepers story. How many of you here have been leprous? Do you, do you, do you even understand what it means to be a leper? Right? You know, I was looking at pictures. I was trying to get as many pictures of a leprous person as I can. And I was sick to the stomach when I took a look at them. So I'm being gracious to you this morning by showing you something more acceptable as far as the pictures are concerned. Leprosy. You know? That, 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 that is actually a better picture. There are worse pictures of leprosy that I can show you. And you'd say, yuck. Yeah, those are lepers. And, and I'd like you to picture their condition when they were going to Christ. Their situation even at that time when they were living with Jesus or at the time of Jesus. Okay? Somebody described leprosy as such. It's almost inconceivable, he said, that one could be cured of something as terrible as leprosy. 
Something which renders a person socially and ceremonially unclean. It puts one in isolation with others of that same frightening disease. Cut off from the family, cut off from their loved ones and the community and all social events. All interaction that makes up life. What does that tell you? When you have leprosy, it's like you're dead and you're buried, right? They were, they were what? They were separated. They were quarantined. And, you know, as Jesus was, was walking along the border between Samaria and Galilee, he was going to a village, and all of a sudden, these lepers who were already isolated and having, like, no life at all, virtually dead and buried, what did they do? They stood at a distance and shouted, Jesus! Master, have pity on us. If you were the lepers, wouldn't you do the same? Huh, George? Look at your skin. It's so, wow, impeccable. Right? But with leprosy, and you cut off from civilization, and like you're dead, you'd probably say the same thing. Jesus, have mercy on us. Can you picture their situation? And you know, Jesus, as compassionate and as loving as ever, Look at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. You know, you, you, you will not understand it right away. You know, why, why did Jesus say that? Actually, Jesus already healed them, right? You know what he said? Hey, I hear you. Go show yourself to the priest. What does that mean? You lepers, you ten of you, you go to the priest and show them yourself. Why? Because if the priest sees you with your skin clear, and unblemished, you're cured. And they will declare you as what? Healed, and you can go back to real life. Right? And that's what Jesus said. And you know, if you were the lepers, uh, one of the ten, would you have done so right away? Would you have rushed right away? And, and go to the priest to show yourself that you're okay? Well, actually they did. Because probably the situation was so bad. The situation, their situation was so desperate that they had no choice. That if Jesus says so, they rushed right there and tried to be healed themselves. That's what happened. And off to the priest they went, but one person, one of the ten, realizing that he was healed, what did he do? He went back to Jesus, knelt, and what? Said, thank you. Wow. What happened to the other nine? Were they healed? Yes. Obviously they were. They rushed. And it took a measure of faith to go there, of course. Because to believe what Jesus said, they were healed. But only one went back and knelt on Jesus at his feet and said, thank you. And Jesus said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Went there, ten men healed. Where are the other nine? He said. Why was this foreigner the only one who came back to thank God? Oh, you know, and the person who thanked God, the, the, the person who was healed, who thanked Jesus, was a foreigner. He was actually a what? A Samaritan, right? And Jesus was just so amazed. And Jesus said, only one came back to thank God? Only one? Then Jesus told the man, and here is where 
here's where the rub gets, I guess, more important. You may get up and go. Your faith has made you well. Right? What happened to this man who bowed at the feet of Jesus and said, thank you? He was what? He was saved. Right? The others were healed, but were they saved? No. They were healed of leprosy, physically, on the surface, but they missed the good part of the story. Because they failed to give thanks, they missed the good part. They were healed, but they were not saved. But only one person was saved. Ten got healed, but only one got saved. The tragedy for the nine. I want you to see here the ugliness of ungratefulness. Many things happen in our lives, God, right? And many times we forget to give thanks. And what I'd like to show you in this message for Thanksgiving is that Ungratefulness is ugly. And it is a tragedy for a person to continue to be ungrateful in spite of what has been happening in his life or even the healing that comes about, the blessing that comes about, and we continue to take it for granted. They miss the good part. They miss salvation. What does the Bible say about giving thanks or not giving thanks? Again, what does the Bible say about giving thanks Versus not giving thanks. A lot. Giving thanks or not giving thanks speaks tons of your spiritual condition. It speaks volume of how spiritually or unspiritually you are. And I'd like to entitle this message very simple. Heaven, thank you. Hell, no, thank you. Simple. Heaven, thank you. Hell, no, thank you. In Romans 1, 18-22, it reads, But God shows His anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because He has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Romans chapter 1 talks about how people have no excuse for not knowing God. Just looking at creation, look at the sky, you will see that there is a God. Just look at how beautiful the United States is as you go around. You would say, boom, that there is a God, right? But, you know... The people, in their hardness of heart, continues to defy God in spite of being obvious all over. That's why, through everything God made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Verse 21 is very important. Yes, they knew God, but they would not worship Him as God, and what? Even give Him thanks. Thankfulness is very important, guys. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark, confused, claiming to be wise. They instead became utter fools. What does that mean? They, were, they remain unsaved, right? There's a big difference between being saved 
and not being saved. If your heart is hard, because you don't give thanks to God for who God is, for what, for what God shows you, what will happen to you? You will remain in your sin, and you will remain unsaved, and you will become utter fools, going from deeper positions of perdition and doom. That's what's going to happen to you. That's what happens when people are what? Ungrateful. Not giving thanks points to one being what? I hope you are kind of uncomfortable by now. Because we're all here seated, worshiping God, we think we are saved. You know, I'm not here to, you know, make you feel comfortable and make you just assume that. I want you to wake up, see whether you really are in the body and you belong to Christ. Being unsaved is a picture or is a result of your being unthankful. Not giving thanks points to one being unsaved. Look at 2 Timothy 3, 1-4. And this pictures the last days. You know, Christ is coming soon. Amen? How many of you believe that Jesus is coming soon? Not yet. I still have to enlist in the army and I still have to sing in CCF. You have to give me a chance. You know, I'm sure many of you are, are still praying for many things to happen. That's why you don't want Jesus to come. But you like it or not, guys, we are living in the last days. Look at this. But realize this. In the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. They were all lumped together. They were all evil. They love themselves more than they love God. And what stands out there among these evil people are what? The ungrateful. If you are ungrateful, you know, it, it's very simple. Being ungrateful often spells eternal doom. You know, is that a picture of gratefulness? That looks like Pastor in song, right? No, 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 no. Of course not. No, somebody said, no way. No, that's a picture of a person who's grumbling, a person who's doubting all the time, right? Because ungratefulness is a sure sign that one does not believe nor have faith in God. Why don't you thank God? Because you don't believe that God is God, right? You know, you believe that you are God and you're in control. That's why you thank yourself more than you thank God. So if you're a grumbler, and if you are a doubter, and if you always whine because things are not going your way, then is it possible that, you know, you probably are on your way to eternal doom, just like what, what Second Timothy is talking about in the last days? Why? Because, conversely, being grateful will prove that you have faith. If you are ungrateful, you don't believe in God, but, but if you are grateful, you prove that you have faith in God and that you are indeed saved. You know, in, in, here in CCF, I really try to define faith in a very clear way. 
Because there's no other way for us to live, guys, except by being faithful. And I make it a point to come up with a practical definition of faith so that you will know that you are faithful. Are you faithful? Because if you are faithful, you will be thankful. Okay? If you are not faithful, you will not be thankful. Or if you are not, if you are, if you are ungrateful, you probably are not faithful. It, you know, it just goes around like that. And here in CCF, I would like us to define, to have a practical definition of faith, to know whether you are faithful or not. Because God said the only way for Christians to live, and I look at you right now because you're Christians, right? Because we are all followers of Jesus, right? And the only way for us to live according to God and according to the Bible is to be faithful. Romans 1.17 The righteous shall live by faith. That's all it says. And faith is knowing God. You cannot be faithful without knowing God. Knowing God and His what? His Word. That's why we spend a lot of time opening the Bible, studying the Bible, reading the Bible, going deep into the Bible. Not for the purpose of just head knowledge, but for the purpose of knowing God, and more importantly, being a doer of it. If you know God's Word, it's not enough. You have to do it. Because if you do it, you believe in the person who said it, right? And therefore, you are faithful. And you do it not just when it's easy to obey, right? Especially when it's hard to obey. When the circumstances are adverse, so to speak. You know? Wives, submit to your husband in everything. In everything? Sobra naman yan. That's too much in everything. Yes, that's what God said. I, I don't think so. I will only submit to my husband if, you know, if, if he's doing what I, am do, he, what I want him to do. If I like what he's doing. But if he's wrong, and if, you know, I, I, I won't do that. You see, that's not being faithful. Being faithful is to obey your husband in everything. Okay? As unto the Lord. And you may say, that's unreasonable. No. That's what God said. If you believe in God, then you will do it. And that's being faithful. Amen? Mary, only a Christian. Jackie and Denise. But Dad, they look ugly. There is... There is a non-Christian here who is very handsome. Well, shouldn't I just spend my time with these handsome non-Christians? God said, no. Don't spend time with unbelievers. Marry believers. Now, if you are faithful, what would you do? It hurts. Ang pangit What will I do? You have to obey. Obey. Because God said, that is faithfulness. And when you believe in God, whatever God deals you, you will be thankful. Believe me. Because that is a mark of your salvation. It's like this. It is saying, thank you, Lord, even in bad times. Ang pangit-pangit, Lord. But you know what? Maganda naman puso niya, you know? Because we know God is at work and is in control with His divine agenda. Romans 8, 28, right? We love that. For we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Do you really mean that? When things are bad, we just whine and grumble and complain and we forget about this verse that God can make 
all things work together for good. What happened? You say you're faithful and then all of a sudden you forget exactly who God is. God is in control. Say that. God is in control. If God is in control, then can we thank God for everything? You know? I don't know what, what happened to you this weekend. I don't know, good or bad, it might have been great. If it has been very great, then you can say thank you easily. Oh, praise God, thank you. But if it were bad, you know, I don't know. Maybe the turkey got burned. I don't know. All right? Maybe nobody showed up. I don't know. Okay? And you just felt all of a sudden bad. Can you still thank God for that? As a Christian, I would, admit, I would, I would have to tell to you, yes, because God is in perfect control. No wonder, no wonder God gives us this command in 1 Thessalonians 15, 5 rather, 16 to 18. To what? He said, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What is God saying? Give thanks in, in everything. All things. Thankfulness is a sure sign that you believe and you have faith. Alright? Thankfulness is a sure sign that you believe and you have faith. And that you are faithful and that you are saved. Make no mistake about it. Many people think they're saved. But if you take a look at their faces, they're grumbling, they're complaining, they're whining as if, you know, the world fell upon them. That's not consistent with a believer. You know why? Because you cannot look like this and be a Christian. Okay? A Christian, you know, uh, a Christ, uh, uh, an ungrateful person will be leprous. Might as well be a leper. Right? If you are ungrateful. No. God said, be grateful and look always good in, the, in, in front of your people, in front of people, because that's the way a Christian will look like. Folks, there is no such thing as a thankless Christian. Okay? There is no such thing as a thankless Christian. If you see, a, if you see someone here in CCF who keeps grumbling, please share the gospel with that person, please. Okay? That person probably is not saved. Right? What's happening to you? It's, it, it, it looks like you've been baptized with vinegar. Okay? Right? And, and you, you're always so thankless. So, a Christian is always and will always be thankful. So, here's my test for this morning. Are you a thankful person? Wowie, are you a thankful person? You know, only you can answer this. Really? Are you a person who gives thanks? Of course. Pastor Dan naman. What a question to ask. Of course I give thanks. Especially when I'm given money and gifts. I give thanks. Come on. Right? You know, a woman, a woman was working and then he, she received a phone call that her daughter is not well and she has to leave work, rush to the pharmacy, and buy medicine. So she was frantic. She rushed to the, to the pharmacy. She went to buy medicine. 
And, you know, when she came back to the car, she, she realized that she locked herself up out of the car and the keys were inside. So she called the house again and asked, what's going on? Is my daughter okay? No, it's getting worse. You better get here. Uh, the, the, the caretaker or whatever. What do you call that? The, the nanny, whatever, said, you better come here because she's, she's not getting any better. So he said, you know what? You know, hey, look, I just, I just locked the keys inside the car. And the nanny said, you know, might as well find something quick because she, she's really in bad shape. You know, maybe you can find an old hanger there and just, you know, use it to open the car. You know, and, you know, and of course the story goes, there's an old hanger. He found it in the street. Maybe somebody used it for the same purpose. So she got the hanger and she was trying to use it and she could not open it. And then she all of a sudden said, you know, she bowed her head and asked God to send help. Okay. God. I can't do this. Please send help. And all of a sudden, there is this old biker, you know, old biker man, okay, who was so dirty and who was like a hell, hell's angels driver, came by and said, are you in trouble? Do you need any help? Oh, the, the lady said, yes. You know, my car is locked in and I have this old hanger. I don't know how to use it. Okay, can you help me, please? Oh, sure. The man went down. So he opened it. In less than a minute, the car was open. So in, in her delight, the lady just embraced the dirty man, okay, and said, thank you, you're so kind, you're so good. And the man said, I'm not good. I just stepped out of prison right now, an hour ago, okay. I've been convicted of stealing, uh, car napping cars and breaking them, okay. And I'm not that good. And then, you know, this lady, being thankful, bowed her head again and said, oh, thank you, God, you even sent me a professional. Are we like that? You know, you know, you see, I've come to a point in my faith in God that I'm no longer surprised. I'm no longer surprised. You know, I, there's, there's a thing that I do lately. I'm trying to become a consultant of solar power, you know, um, and then what the things that make us do, they, they, they make us do as part of the job is to knock on doors, okay, because it's part of the training. I'm not going to become a solar consultant and gain, make a lot of money if I don't understand what, what the objections of people are. You know, and I'm just amazed, okay? I'm just amazed at the number of people that I see, okay? Some people throw me out, okay? Some people say, you're a hustler, you're a, you know, swindler. You know, they will call you names, and, you know? And I, I, just, I just stand there and laugh and say, God, you're so amazing. And, you know, thank you for all of this. Thank you for all of this. And, you know, and, and you, you, you just... You just understand the things that God throws you is not by accident. It's all part of what? His plans. And when you develop that kind of mindset, you will do good in anything that you do, whether it's hard or it's easy. Amen? You know, you know it's, it's as simple as that. Dictionary defines thanks as this. To express gratitude, appreciation, or acknowledgement too. For example, she thanked them for their hospitality. Saying thank you to express gratitude, appreciation, or acknowledgement as for a gift, favor, service, or courtesy. Now, let me ask you again. Are you a thankful person? Are you really a thankful person? How do you know? If you get promoted tomorrow, go up the corporate ladder, what will you say? Thank you. Wow, I deserve that. 
I'm good. Right, Sharp? What if all of a sudden, where's Mike? Where's Mike? A newborn babe, right, came into the family. What would you say? Wow, thank you, Lord. I'm just so happy you are my God and you're blessing me. Somebody gives you a gift. Right? Thank you, Lord. Or Ulrich, a hole-in-one. Right? Just like that. Thank you, Lord. Right? Hit the loto. Wow. Thank you. One million dollars. Is it hard to say thank you? No way. You'll be rejoicing. God loves me. Ah, thank you. One million dollars. Okay. Uncle Sam comes in, gets 40% of it. Okay. Uh. Or, the ladies, somebody proposes and say, will you marry me? Uh, Guapo. Guapo. Okay. Will you jump like that if the person is pangit? No. Just, just kidding. Are you a thankful person? What all of a sudden your spouse comes to you and says, I want a divorce? Ouch. Uh, somebody share the gospel with that person, okay? No, that is a real Christian. Not because he meant it the other way, but he meant it, Lord, I will handle this. Uh, that's the way he meant it. I know my brother. Okay. What if you're facing foreclosure? Can you say thank you? What if you're rear-ended? You know, every time I travel to the Philippines, my cars get totaled, okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Another car. Bankruptcy. Can you say thank you? Death in the family. Can you say thank you? These are all part of life, guys. These are all part of what God said as what? Everything. Can you say thank you? How? Can you say thank you? There was this old grateful preacher. You know, it, I think it's going to be one of the jobs in the future that Pastor Insong will, and I will have. You know, we will be asked to preach from one church to another, okay? Because that's the only thing we can do. And there was this great old preacher who was, you know, preaching one Sunday. It was a blizzard. And everybody in the church, you know, knew him as a grateful preacher. And it was so bad that, that day that he came late, all soaked, and was looking really, really tired. And the congregation was really wondering what this preacher would say. You know, will he, will he continue to be thankful? Because he was a very grateful preacher in everything. And the congregation was waiting. And when he stood up at the pulpit, he said, Gracious Lord, his prayer began. We thank you that all days are not like this. Mm. Right? It's an attitude. Thanks. Giving thanks or not giving thanks is an attitude. You know what an attitude is? It's a little thing that makes a big difference. That's an attitude. It's a little thing that makes a big difference. 
It's so easy for us to grumble, complain, and drop everything. But if we have the attitude of thankfulness, it will make a big difference. Big, big difference. There are actually two types of thank yous. Okay? And this is where I want you to be very, very clear. There are two types of thank yous. And if, when I ask you the question, are you thankful or not, and you said, oh, I am thankful because I'm giving thank you, but not all the time. You know, maybe, maybe you don't understand what kind of thank you you are. There are only two types of thank yous in this world. Okay? The first one is what? The worldly TY. Okay? Worldly TY and the biblical TY. So, are you the biblical TY or are you the worldly TY? Okay? Let's take a look at the worldly TY. This is an example of the worldly TY. Luke 18, 9 to 12. And he also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. They viewed others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself. God, I thank you. Wow. Good start, huh? God, I thank you that I am not like George, the swindler. I'm not like Peter. I'm not like Edwin, the unjust, the adulterer, or even like the tax collector. What was he doing? He was thanking God and putting other people down to put himself up because he thinks he's a better guy. Yet he is thankful, right? Aren't we like that at times? We're only thankful for the things that we get. What does that make you? A selfish person whose thanksgiving is selfish. Amen? Don't, don't, don't tell me you're, you're, you're a biblical or you're, you're a thankful person as God wants you to be if, you're, if your way of giving thanks is actually selfish, just like these Pharisees. There was this little boy with his nice, you know, glasses, okay? And, and the teacher asked him, what are you thankful for? And then this little boy said, I'm, thank, I, I'm thankful for my glasses. Oh, the teacher said, is it because it, 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 they make you see things clearly? And the boy said, no, no. The boy said, I'm thankful for my glasses because they keep the other boys from hitting and fighting with me and the girls from kissing me. Okay. Cute, but selfish, isn't it? You know, you know, we can be cute in front of other people and look good and thankful, but deep inside, we're actually selfish. And deep inside, we probably are like one of those nine lepers who went off being healed, but not being grateful the right way to be saved. And we remain in our sins. Because our gratefulness is selfish. Examples of selfish thanksgiving. Can you think of examples of selfish thanksgiving? In the parking lot, you're driving, okay? And there's, there's a lot of people rushing for Black Friday, and the parking lots are full, and there's this old lady trying to get in, but, you know, she could not. She moved a bit, but then you rushed and got to the parking space quickly, ahead of her, and you say, Lord, thank you for this parking space. <laughs> Grateful? 
I think God favored me because I move faster. Come on. Right? Or, here you go. You beat the red light. Boom! Okay? Ah, thank God. Lord, thank you. No, no police. Okay? I got away with it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Okay? Is that your kind of thankfulness? Selfish? Mm. Jackie is saying, hmm. Biblical T.Y. Is your T.Y. worldly or your T.Y. biblical? I hope it's biblical. The biblical T.Y. is what we have been sharing. And of course, you know, Mike shared it this morning when he was giving the, you know, the, the devotion on uh, preparing our hearts. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything. In everything. Not selfish. But in everything, because you know that everything good comes from God. Giving thanks in everything is being actually humble and faithful. You agree? You know, if you give thanks, you're actually humble. You know that these things that are happening to you are beyond your control. And there is a higher power or being that gives this to you for you to enjoy. And if they're not good... They're probably, you know, uh, bad from the point of view of the world, but from the point of view of God makes sense because it's doing good for you to make you better. Right? And that's why you can give thanks in everything. You give thanks because you accept with gladness what was dealt or given to you. You know, I don't know what you're going through right now in your life. I know many of us are challenged. Many of us are going through a lot of difficulties, but many of us are equally blessed at the same time. Whether you are blessed or whether you're going through something, the Bible says the biblical concept of a biblical T.Y. or thank you is to give thanks in everything. Whether they be good or bad, whether they be big or small, whether they be easy or hard, in everything, give thanks. Because that is biblical thank you. Here's my challenge. Look at this. What if you woke up today with only the things you thank God for yesterday? Bong, would you still be thankful? Shucks! No additional? The same? Lord naman, I'm getting older. Don't you think I deserve something more? You know, see, instead of giving thanks for just being alive and having the same thing, you start to what? Become greedy and become grumble because you deserve things. Honestly, what will your answer be? Will you still be thankful? If the answer is yes, then you understand or beginning to understand what biblical T.Y. is rather than selfish T.Y. Gratefulness is the key to a happy life. Agree? You know, you may not understand this, but you know, it's, it's something like this. In daily life, we must see that it is not happiness that makes us grateful, but gratefulness that makes us happy. I like that. You know, it's Thanksgiving. The reason why it's called Thanksgiving is we should give thanks. But if you look back in this year, last month, or even yesterday, were you the kind of thankful person that God wants you to be? Or were you like that nine lepers who were thank, thanking God for who, 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 who were healed 
and you know, uh, kind of like what happened to them because they were healed, but they did not really thank God from their hearts for what God has done for them. Here is a good basis for thankfulness. How many of you know Alex Haley? He is the author of Roots, that movie Roots, that author of book Roots, where you know the the African American guys, you know, etc. etc. Okay. You know he has this he has this picture in his office, okay, of a turtle on the uh, on top of a uh, a post of a fence. Okay, and when, when, when he is asked, okay, why is that there? Alex Haley will answer, okay, um, answer this. Every time I write something significant, every time I read my words and think that they are wonderful and begin to feel proud of myself, I look at the turtle on top of the fence post and remember that he did not get there on his own. Nice, huh? You know, he did not get there on his own. See, to remember that we got here, here, today, in America, where we are, right? Got here today, in your Christian life, where you are. Got here today with your home, with your work, with your family, with whatever you have. Got here today with the help of God and that He is the provider of every blessing we have. Just like the turtle, we did not get there unless God put us there. That should be the basis for our gratefulness. And I'll close with this. I want you to have a biblical TY attitude rather than a um, worldly TY attitude. And I'd like you to understand quickly what are the hindrances to biblical thankfulness. Number one, doubt about God. Surely, if you don't believe in God, how can you thank God, right? That's number one. You know, you don't believe that God's sovereign power, okay, can, can put you out of where you are or can make all things work together for good. You don't like your situation now? If you don't thank God, I don't know what will happen. But if you thank God, you're actually admitting God is in control. And I believe that God will make these things better for me sooner or later. You understand? So if you doubt God, you will never be thankful. Number two, selfish. Hmm. You know, no matter what I've got, no matter what I don't have, what you know, it, it, it's it's like you you don't have something you want it. You have something you want more. It's something like that. Selfish, right? I want more. My will is more important than God's will. That's selfishness. So if you're selfish, you will never be thankful. Wordliness. Ah, if you take a look at TV, Black Saturday, sorry, Black Friday, and what's Saturday called? Still, is it also Black Saturday? I don't know. But, you know, it's, 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 it's going to bombard you with many things so that you will try to get as many as you can. Right? The problem with the world is the world tells you this or that, this will make you happy. But the problem is you will never be able to get all of them. And what will that make you? you feel just bitter about not having it because you are so worldly. What about critical spirit? You become negative or you become bitter. You know, critical, people with critical spirit are people who want to be in control all the time. Yes or no? Right? I want it done this way. 
It's not the way I want it. That's why I don't agree with you. You know, if you have a critical spirit, believe me, you will have a difficult time being thankful. Some more hindrances. Impatience. Lord, Lord, I want, I want, I want this and I want that. And you know what, Lord? I want it now. Okay? And, you know, things don't happen the way they are because, you know, you, think, you want things to happen the way you want them and you want them now. If you're an impatient person, believe me, you will struggle being thankful. Lukewarmness. Pastor uh, Reggie talked about this. You are not excited. You are not at, on fire for God. You are just, what, complacent. You are neither here nor there. You are just happy to be saved as a Christian. You know, I'm saved anyway. You know, that's my mindset. That is a picture of a person who will not be thankful in the future. What about rebellion? You're angry with God. God, I ask you to give this to me. I wanted, you know, to marry this person, but you gave somebody else. Some, in fact, the other person married somebody else, and it hurt me, and I'm angry with you. I like this job. I'm praying for this promotion. I work very hard for this promotion. And you gave it to somebody else. In spite of me being as good as I am, doing everything that you want me to do, you gave it to someone else. I'm angry with you. If you're angry with God, will you be thankful? No way. No way. And you know what? All of this that I mentioned are what? Sins. It's as simple as that. If you are not thankful, if you are ungrateful, the Bible says, you are in sin. Remember the nine lepers? Right? They were not saved. Remember the one leper who gave thanks? What did God say? Your faith has made you well. Meaning you believe in me, I save you. If I save you, I remove all of your sins. Whereas those nine lepers, they remain in their sins. And those nine lepers are the people who will show rebellion, are the people who will show impatience, are the people who will show lukewarmness, are the people who will show all of those hindrances to thankfulness. They are sins. And since they are sins, your sins, you are in your sins because you are not renewed. Now here's my challenge. Is it possible today that you are not biblically thankful because it's possible that you are not yet belonging to God's family? It's possible like you're one of those nine lepers who did not express thankfulness to Jesus and have faith in them? To overcome all of the hindrances to make us all become biblically thankful people, we must be renewed. We must overcome these hindrances by believing. We must believe. We must have faith in God. We must have faith in Jesus to receive Jesus to be saved and to be renewed and to be reborn. You know, Jesus you know, does not belittle this. He, in fact, is so, he's so passionate about this. For you to become the kind of Christians that will be thankful, you need to be renewed and you, you need to be reborn. You need to be reborn. Matthew 13, verse 58 says, He did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. This tells you about Jesus who did not do any miracles in his midst because what? His own family did not believe. And here this morning, God is asking you to believe. If you want to become thankful people, prove that you are really saved, you have to understand what biblical thankfulness is all about. 
And you cannot biblically, you cannot become biblically thankful unless you are renewed, unless you are, your sins are eliminated. And the only way that your sins can be eliminated is by faith or your belief. God, Jesus, is ready to make a miracle in your life today. But He will not do it because of your unbelief. Are you willing to believe that He is the only Son of God? Are you willing to believe that He, God, sent His only Son? So that if you believe in Him, you will not perish and have eternal life. Are you willing to believe that? Are you willing to believe, rather, okay, in, in John 1.12, that if you believe and receive Jesus Christ and accept Him into your heart, you can become a member of God's family and therefore be saved? Are you willing to believe that if Christ is in you, you will change? The old is gone, the new things have come. Are you willing to believe that? You know, I'd like to pause for a moment right now. And I, I would like to challenge everybody to bow their heads right now. And examine yourself and take a look at hard, a hard look at yourself to examine if you really are in the faith. To examine if I, have I been really, have, have I been a thankful person? Or have I been really a grumbling person and, and just give thanks to God when things are working my way? If you want to really be saved and you want to be thankful the biblical way, you need to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I challenge you right now. I, I challenge you to see thanksgiving in a different light. For you to see thanksgiving as a source of your salvation. Because if you believe, if you are thankful, you believe in Jesus Christ. Believe that He can remove your sins. Believe that He can forgive you all of your sins, your rebellion, your doubt, your selfishness, all of the hindrances to, thanks, to being thankful. He can remove that by simply asking Jesus to come into your life. Say this prayer if that's the desire of your heart. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you. Remove all of my sins through your blood. I believe you and make a miracle in my life so that I can become a truly grateful person in everything because I believe you are in control and you're sovereign. Come into my life right now and change me and make me a truly grateful person. Amen. You know, if you, if you say that prayer, things can happen and things can go differently. <clears throat> You can be renewed. You can do it by faith. And if you are renewed, you can obey by faith what God commands. And this is the command of God. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So folks, folks, next time your unreasonable boss at work insults you, what will you do? Louder? Ladies, when your husband forgets your birthday like I did this morning, it's the birthday of my wife, and I forgot this morning. Okay? And you know what my wife said? Thank you, Lord. Okay?
you know, she's a Christian, and I'm probably not, okay? She, my daughter is even heckling me here, okay? Now, ladies, when your husband forgets your birthday, what will you do? Say, thank you. <laughs> guys, when your dear wife embarrasses you, guys, 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 when your dear wife embarrasses you in front of others, what will you do? Children, when your parents tell you to take up medical courses, which you do not do and not like, what will you do? You know what? You know, I, I, I told, I told, hey, I told Pastor In Song that I will take this opportunity to, to, to correct that. Okay, not, not to put my son or embarrass my son. If, the, if you were here to when you heard the message of my son, how I came into his life and ruined his plans because I wanted to, him to take up medicine, right? Um, he, was, he was disappointed and that, that changed to his journey in being close to God. You know, I'd like to put a caveat there because I believe, you know, the first reaction of children when parents, when, when, they, when your parents tell you something like they believe is good for you, your first reaction would be to say, I will obey and I will thank God for it. Because if you don't, you know, if you don't, it's possible that God will just teach you deeper lessons that can disappoint you to point you back to Him anyway. What I'm trying to tell my son is this, okay? What would have happened if you said thank you and say I will obey you in spite of? Remember faith? Knowing God's Word? God's Word said obey your parents, right? Because it will be what? A blessing? I was, I was just thinking of, you know, what if my son did not, did not feel that I destroyed his plans, but rather, Lord, God is in control and thank you for it. Would it have taken a different turn? My answer is yes. Because God is in perfect control, right? Was it possible that God could have changed his heart and liked opening up people, opening them, blood coming out, instead of, you know, I mean, liking medical things rather than hating them? The answer is yes, because God is God, right? And it, oh, it, could have, it could have started by saying thank you and say, Lord, I will do this by faith. But you know, God being sovereign, God being in perfect control, of course, He did it the way He did it to my son. But praise God, all things work together for good. My son wants to become a pastor, and I'm happy for that. All right? Okay? Right? Even if he started like grumbling because he didn't like what I told him to do, right? So, you know, I, I thought I, I would correct that because I parent, children, I don't want you I don't want you saying that, you know, how come Dion? Dion's message said we don't have to listen to you. Okay. No, it doesn't it doesn't begin that way. You have to say thank you first and see what God will do in your life. Okay, Denise? Okay, Jay? Here is the result. Okay, look at the result of being biblically thankful. Look at the result. I like this. And I will end with this. Philippians 2, 14 to 15. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. So that what? So that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God 
above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. You know why? When you become thankful, it will prove that you are children of God. It will prove that you are saved. And it will, you will be like lights and salt and light in the midst of a perverse generation. Meaning what? You can become good testimonies so that others can come to Christ. And all of that because you are thankful. What will Jesus look for when He comes back? What will He look for when He comes back? When He is face to face with you, what will He look for in you? He will look for this. Luke 18.8 I tell you that He will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on the earth? You know what? I submit to you this. Thankfulness to God in everything is faith that Jesus will find in you. Amen? Thankfulness to God in everything is faith that Jesus will find in you. Give thanks in everything. Give thanks in everything. Heaven, thank you. Hell, no thank you. Let's pray. Your choice. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for saving us, Lord. Thank you for saving us. Because that way, Lord, people will know that we are children. I say yes to heaven and I will say thank you. And I will say no to hell and stop being grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Pastor Insong. Okay, so... By the way, it's the birthday of my wife. I have a big blowout. There's there's lunch after this, okay? I'm just kidding. Actually, Susan Guevara was...